Hey everyone, thanks for joining this episode of Pulling the Strings podcast, powered by Puppet. And I'm delighted to be your host. My name is Demetrius Malbro, and I'm on the product marketing team here at Puppet. I'm really excited today to talk with Dylan Ratcliffe. And Dylan has been working at Puppet for five years. He loves automating his job, his home, riding motorbikes, and playing board games. Dylan, how are you today? Doing really well, Demetrius. How are you? I am doing great. So let's go ahead and and start off nice and easy here um, and jump right into the question. So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, once over testing. And first off, what is once over testing? And I guess some of the challenges or struggles that uh, was born out of it. Yeah. So once over is a testing framework for testing roles and profiles at a sort of a high level, sort of like um, integration testing for your puppet code. Uh, It was born out of a problem where it's been very common to test puppet code using RSpec or the puppet development kit or, or some combination of lots and lots of different open source tools for a long time. And most of the modules that you download from the puppet forge are really well tested and people have put a lot of effort in to write the tests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when you're just consuming those modules, uh, you're, you know, you're grabbing stuff off the forge and you might have 30 different modules and combine them together to produce a, a machine that does what you want. But it's pretty rare for people to test all of that stuff together in concert because it's all tested individually. And you know, each module works on its own. Mm-hmm. And writing all of the tests sort of all over again to test that it works in the specific way that you've combined it together is a lot of work. And I wanted to write something that made, that removed all of the work in in writing that. And so I, I guess you are one of the, are you the primary author of, of um, Once Over? Yeah, I do um, a fair bit of it. I certainly started the project. Um, okay. We've got a whole bunch of contributors now from from inside Puppet and from the community uh, who are doing a really good job of helping me out. Um, okay, but yeah, I, I started it, and I I also heard some from somewhere that some of the writing was done on airplanes as you were traveling around the globe. Is is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I used to be a professional services engineer, which is yeah. uh, we went to customer side and helped with installing Puppet and designing workflows and scaling it and then and, and doing, you know, lots of, lots of stuff. Um, and, and so I was on the road pretty much every week um, for a while there. There was a while there where I was home four or five days out of 80, I think. Um, and so I did a hell of a lot of time on planes and in, in hotel rooms and waiting for public transport and stuff like that. Uh, and that's where a lot of this yeah. got written. The, uh, the planes one was a bit hard because you can't Google things when you're on a plane. Um, well, at least not when you're flying over the Atlantic, you can't. Yeah. And so I had to do a lot of learning of uh, of Ruby things by rote because I can't just Google, how do you do this in Ruby? Like, ah, man, how did yeah. I do that? And try and rack my brain. So that was a bit of an experience that I'm not used to. Okay. Well, sometimes that's the best learning, right? Is when when we don't have Google or we didn't have Google, like what did we do before we had Google? Like, I guess we... Now, I, I don't know. I, I might I might show my age here, but we used <laughs> to have encyclopedias back then. So there were only these big, thick books that you had to rely on to to get information uh, for the most part. But 
we won't go there. So we'll we'll just <laughs> go with the thing that, you know, Google is awesome and you can just type in whatever. And before you finish typing it, it just pops it up for you. So uh, back to once over testing. Um, like is once over testing, like, is this something that's only done for like a certain size type of deployment, like for small or large or medium? Like, can, could you give more information around, I guess, the type of deployment that once over testing would actually fit for? Or is there a fit? There's definitely a fit, uh, but it doesn't have anything to do with the size. The um, okay. once over testing is specifically designed around the concept of roles and profiles. Are you familiar with that? No, uh, in, enlighten me, and I'm sure someone else may not may not know as well. But go ahead. Okay, cool. So roles and profiles is a a standard that came out of the community. I possibly might have been Craig Dunn's blog post was one of the early ones. Um, the uh, Shit Gary Says blog also has an excellent post on it. Um, and it's continued and grown out of the community for a long time. It's a way of structuring a puppet code that sort of is, is a bit standardized and logical and splits the work you do into layers of abstraction that make it easier to maintain. Um, at a real simple level, a profile is how your company does a certain thing. So where you might download a module off the forge that installs a Microsoft SQL database, mm -hmm. that module will do that database however you want. It doesn't care. It's like, here are a million parameters and you put in whatever you want. I don't mind. But your company will have standards for how it's done and you'll personally have ways that you want to set it up. Um, and so that's what a profile is. It's like, it's probably just something straight off the forge, but with opinionated stuff passed in mm -hmm. that you've done. So it's customized to your liking. Exactly. Okay. And then a role is just many profiles put together to make up a useful server that the business actually wants. So for example, the business might want a public facing internet banking server that runs the, the, the bank's internet banking website. And there'll be a lot of components to that. And each of those components will be, you know, how the bank does the baseline, how the bank does monitoring, how the bank does security. And these are your profiles. Um, and they all roll up together into a role yeah. and a server gets one role. And that concept meant that testing everything becomes quite easy because every server has one role, which means that as long as you are testing every single role, you're testing every possible combination of all the stuff that you combine together in all of your public okay. code because the roles represent a a specific combination that you use. So now if you're using roles and profiles, which a lot of our customers are, and if you're not, I thoroughly recommend uh, reading the blog posts and looking at refactoring to use roles and profiles. Um, but if you're using it, it means that you have a, a set list of these are the types of things mm -hmm. we build. And once you have that list, you can take that and go, all right, here are the things we need to test because there's a set list yeah. of stuff. So once over takes that list of here are the things we build in your roles and tests them all together as a role. It doesn't test like all the individual components separately. It just puts them all together in the way that you've already done with your role and makes sure that in that specific instance, it all works together. It doesn't care about like, well, if you did something different, it wouldn't work. It doesn't care. So with this specific instance that you've done in this role, everything works and, and it's a pass or no, there's some kind of a conflict and it's failed or, or whatever it is. 
All right, so th this sounds almost like a gateway drug to automated infrastructure testing. Is that is that a fair statement? I see you've read the uh, the readme on GitHub. Good job. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> I'm not going to let you oh, take credit for that. Come on, man, that I want that. Um, I want yes. it. I want it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's what I see this project as. Well, actually, that's what I saw this project as in the beginning. I thought that if I gave people an easy way to test just mm -hmm. their roles, and it's not even like a particularly good test, to be perfectly frank. It tests that it compiles, but it doesn't test anything else. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't like apply loads and loads of difference, uh, you know, different situations to it and stuff like that. It just says... If you were to run this, would it compile into a catalog? Yes or no? And I totally thought when I developed this that that wouldn't be enough for people and people would use this to begin with, but then they would go on to write their own much more complex and much more complete tests to, um, you know, to flesh out all of the little idiosyncrasies that they might mm -hmm. care about. But to be honest, it hasn't happened. I, I really thought that it would, but it hasn't. For most people that use OneServer, there certainly are some users that uh, really extend it and do test quite a lot of their own stuff. But for a lot of people, that level of just making sure that everything compiles after you've made a change is sort of the, um, it's like the 80-20 80, rule. It's like 20% of the efforts will catch 80% of the mm -hmm. problems. And that's what this is. It's the 20% of the effort to set once over up will catch 80% of the problems. And I thought that people would then go and put in the other 80% of the effort to, to catch the last 20% of the problems. But to be honest, a lot of people just deploy their code to a test environment and catch the problems there or, or use some existing mechanism that they already had. They generally sort of don't take testing to that, that nth degree um, in my experience because People already have testing environments. They have CD for PE. They can roll changes through a pipeline, and if it breaks, roll it back. And that's kind of a lot of that stuff's yeah. already there, which I didn't think about when I uh, developed it. But I'm kind of glad because it means that it's been a more complete solution for a lot of people than than I really ever thought it was going yeah, to. Yeah, Dylan, where did that name once over come from? Because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, once over. So is it something like, you know, once once you're done. You can test it and it's over or, you know, wh wh where that name come from, right? Have you ever heard the, have you ever heard the phrase like to give it a once over? Yeah, I have. I have. It's like kind of, kind of peruse, put you like, have a look at it, make sure it's kind of okay. Kick the tires a little bit and then okay. send it out. And that is essentially mm -hmm. what it does. It's uh, it's really not taking it apart and making sure everything's great. It's just sort of walking around like, you know, like when you hire a hire car. If you've done a lot of hiring hire cars, you do hire the first one, you really, really check it, but then you get to the point where you're like, oh, walk around, the, you know, it's got four wheels, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it really just kind of walks around, has a little bit of a look, kicks the tires a little bit, and then it's like, all right, cool, it's it's good to go. Okay. Um, and that's super helpful for people, which I, as I was saying, I definitely thought that people would see that and be like, yeah, I really want to do more testing, and you can, um, but the value of, of just doing that, it, but doing it every single time is super important, especially because OneSover tests every role, not just the one you're working on. So you might be working on, you know, one specific profile and for what you're testing it works, but it turns out that somebody else is using uh, that same profile, but they're passing some different mm -hmm. stuff to it. 
and that's going to cause it to break with the changes that you've just mm. made. But because you were testing against your stuff, you haven't thought about that. So even though it basically just walks around and kicks the tires, mm -hmm. it does that to every every single role, every possible sort of use case, which means that while yours might be fine, it goes and kicks the tires of, of this other person's role and it all falls apart. Um, and then you know, oh, God, I've broken it for somebody else. And so it does provide okay. a lot of value there. And I guess, you know, back to the name, you know, once again, so w where did the inspiration come from? Um, and were there any other products similar that were out there? And you say, you know what, I, I need to create something that's a little different, a little better, that can do what I want it to do. Is there anything out there like that? I guess one, when you were thinking of, you know, writing this uh, once over testing? When it comes to the name, there was, I'm trying to remember what the possible names were. Naming stuff like this is so hard. I really hate doing it. Um, it's so <laughs> difficult to pick a name. I struggle. And then you pick a really good one and then you search and it, someone's already using mm -hmm. it for something. Um, and nobody was using this. And it was the first sort of reasonably good idea I had that nobody was using. Uh, and so I just I just jumped on it. But in terms of the um, the actual like what it does. Is there anything that does the same thing? Or no, something similar to it. There wasn't. No? Okay. Yeah, not at all. Um, there are the tools that OneServer uses in the background are staples of automated testing with Puppet, and they're sort of written by the you know the the, the giants on which on whose shoulders all this stuff stands, um, like the uh, Aspect Puppet uh, tool by Rodjack. Um, all of the Puppet Lab spec helper um, plumbing and stuff like that. There's all this open source tooling, which is awesome, but everybody sort of had to roll it together themselves, especially when I wrote this because the PDK didn't exist either. And so there was a lot of tools that if you combine them together in the perfect way would do this, but there was no one tool that did it. And since with roles and profiles, a lot of it is standardized, like for example, every node only has one role and a role represents like the what the server does for the business that part of it was standardized but the tool chain wasn't um and so they really this was the thing to just pull all of those tools together in a standardized way so that both sides of it could be standardized um, the pdk has done much the same thing for modules um but the PDK doesn't yet support control repos. So PDK sort of ha has done the same thing for modules that OneServer has for control repos. Hopefully at some point we will just integrate the two. So the PDK will do all of it. And when that happens, it'll probably call out to OneServer to do it. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, it sort of absolutely stands on the shoulder of shoulders of giants. There's not a hell of a lot that OneServer does that isn't reliant on some other thing, um, but it does it in a standardized way and abstracts away a lot of the complexity so that you don't have to deal with it. Does the term octo catalog diff mean anything to you? Yes, it does. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that because, you know, as I was preparing for the episode, that's something I saw out there. Um, and I, I guess I want to better understand, you know, what that does as well in, in addition to, you know, once over testing. Yeah, so OctoCatalog diff is an awesome tool that was written by uh, the people over at GitHub to differentiate between two versions of the same catalog. So basically, if I made a change with Puppet, I wanted to update the version of some package. Okay. I want to make sure that 
when I do that, that's actually what happens. Like it's it's not that it updates the package and makes 10 other changes. I want to make sure it just updates the package. Mm -hmm. And Octo Catalog Diff does that. It compiles a catalog with the old code and it compiles a catalog with the new code. And then it compares them to say, all right, here's what you changed in the code and here's what the actual result was in the catalog. And it's super valuable for uh, verifying that what you've done makes mm. sense is a logical thing to do. And, and it, it really takes what one server does substantially further because one server just compiles a catalog and tells you whether it worked. Octo catalog diff compiles two catalogs, tells you whether it worked, then compares them, tells you the differences. And so it does a lot more, Okay. but it's also a bit more, um, it's very flexible, like all of the tools that OneSover is built on, like um, RSpec Puppet and stuff like that, which means there's a, there's a reasonable amount of setup required to, to get Octo Catalog Diff working based on your, your repository. Mm. You've got to make sure your modules are installed, that you give it all the right directories and stuff like that. And that was one of the things that I wasn't uh, wasn't willing to compromise on on OneSover. I was like, you shouldn't have to know that sort of thing. Yeah. And so OneSover, while it totally does not have anywhere near the functionality of Octo Catalog Diff, it's much simpler, but it's all in, in what it does. Um, but it's also much more opinionated and it just says, set it up like this, then just run OneSover and it'll just work. So maybe a little bit less flexible, but also a little bit easier if you're sort of just getting started and you don't really care how you set it up. You just want yeah. it to work. Um, also though, I wrote a plugin for Octo Catalog Diff for OneSover. Really? Okay. Yeah. If you have your control repo already configured using OneSover and you want this sort of catalog diffing functionality, you can use my module. Uh, it's called OneSover Octo Catalog Diff, which integrates the two. So um, basically OneSover handles the complexity and passes all that complexity to Octo Catalog Diff. Then Octo Catalog Diff does the rest. Um, if you find any bugs in it, <laughs> let me know because there might be some. I haven't checked it for a while, but it definitely worked when I wrote it. <laughs> That's what they all say, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> it worked when I wrote it, but if you find a bug, it's your fault. No, I'm just kidding. All right. And so I, I guess you... I would appreciate a pull request <laughs> if somebody finds a bug. I guess you, uh, with Octo, Octo Catalog Diff, you, you don't really need a, a Puppet server um, to actually use it. Is, is that correct? Yeah, both OneServer and Octo Catalog Diff will run locally on your laptop, um, which is super valuable, um, especially with the uh, the addition of stuff like CD4P and Puppet Enterprise. Um, and then a lot of people with Puppet Open Source will have Jenkins pipelines mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, uh, UCDFP is the example. It's able to do all this stuff that um, OneServer and Octo Catalog Diff do with like impact analysis. So it's not super, you know, CDFP kind of takes the role of that and does a lot of that itself. But being able to do it on your laptop is still really valuable, especially if like me, you're doing a bunch of coding on yeah. a plane or you just want to check it really quickly. You don't want to have to push it up, see if it failed, run it again, push it up again. So it can run locally, and that's sort of where it's mostly designed to to run. But people do integrate it with their CDFP pipelines and their Jenkins pipelines as well. All right. Well, we have run out of time here. I think that was the last question that I had, unless there's something else that, that you feel is like super relevant to uh, kind of give details to the pulling the strings listeners here. But uh, other than that, 
I, I feel that I'm walking away with some information that I didn't know before, uh, which is um, after these conversations, I, I truly love to, to do that. Also, yeah, I guess before I let you go, you seem to favor dogs, right? Like um, your dog, you don't own a dog, but you like pugs. Is that correct? I like all dogs, but especially pugs. Yeah, I, I guess we especially. won't ask where that came from unless you want to answer it. Uh, so my, uh, my grandma had pugs and, ah. and so she, she loves pugs and the rest of my family think about pugs the same way that a lot of people do is that they're weird and gross and they make gross breathing sounds. And my grandma and I love them and she sends me a newspaper clippings. I live in London. I used to live in Australia. She sends me newspaper clippings of pug stories. Anytime there's a pug in the newspaper, she cuts it out and sends it to London. And then I have like a, a I oh. filed them away with that's the... <laughs> cute <laughs> like sentimental value there and like your grandmother she, like she didn't bake but she raised pugs maybe she baked too though <laughs> uh she bakes she makes she, a, makes she makes a mean jam tart a gin and tonic is that what you said a, gin and tar a jam tart. oh <laughs> i was like wow she makes a nice gin and tonic like that <laughs> that would be a, a really good skill uh, for grandma that quite had, right? baking, <laughs> um dylan is there any way you would like for anyone to reach out to you on social media uh i don't actually have a twitter or anything but if you want to reach out on uh once over specific stuff submit a ticket on github um or a pull request or, or whatever it is if you have questions open it up there um we have like a fairly active community uh, people are pretty active in helping people. Or if you have other once-over questions, the testing group in the Puppet community Slack has loads of once-over users in there as well. So people can, uh, if you go in there, people can help you. Um, in terms of reaching out to me, though, I do not have Twitter. You could, I guess, you could message me on LinkedIn if you wanted. All right, you, you're keeping it strictly, strictly professional. Like, yeah, go to GitHub and submit a pull request. Uh, Dylan, it's definitely been a pleasure, you know, having you on Pulling the Strings and uh, to have a little talk about once over testing and octo catalog diff uh, and the gateway drug to automated infrastructure. So thanks for coming on the show, Dylan. Thanks, Demetrius. Thanks for having me.